Greetings. Welcome to Karen Hope's 15 minutes of solid inspiration. Giving all honor and glory to God from which all our help comes from. I pray everyone had a safe and blessed holiday. You know, I hope everyone had a chance to go outside. We can't do much socializing this these days. I understand that, but for with the people that we do have contact with on a regular basis and close. I hope you were able to go outside, maybe listen to some music, play some badminton, you know, have a good time. You know, we've never celebrated the 4th of July, my family per se, and I didn't this time either. My daddy's a retired master gunnery sergeant and, and from, you know, in the Marine Corps, but we always found it to be a fantastic reason to light up the grill and have a good time. So I hope that you all were able to do that. And it's not about being unpatriotic, y'all. It's not. I love my homeland. But I also respect my history as a black person. I would say that's another podcast. But no, I will let the experts and race relations handle that very delicate subject. But what we're going to handle is the subject of encouragement and inspiration and staying positive. You know, so we're going to get on to our time with each other because I love it. The last podcast talked a bit about taking the time to breathe, you know, and it's kind of cool because it ended up being the perfect like leeway into this subject that I'm going to talk about today. You know, that's how positivity works. It piggybacks off of each other, you know, Um, but anyway, back to this perfect leeway. You know, you're taking the time to breathe and what it has to do with our talk today. When we take the time to breathe, we clear space in all three of our eyes to quickly evaluate situations for the purpose to be completely fair and understanding towards someone else. You know, it is super amazing how quickly our brain works in that situation. It flashes images and conversations in our subconscious and then bam compassion, patience, and understanding comes. It just, it flows like that. It's just amazing. We all have failed at something and we we have lost things that we have cherished just in different ways. But the negative impact can become so deeply rooted in us, it causes us to build a wall that separates us from experiencing our daily life fully, you know, like in full. We become easily discouraged and we won't go outside, like literally, metaphorically and figuratively sneaking. We just won't go outside. That's why the universe and angels and ancestors send us people that coax us outside, you know, like knock on the door and say, come on outside. Or, you know, like tap on the window. Hey, come here, come outside. (laughs) That's kind of like a bad visualization, but whatever, all that stuff, however they can get you outside, they get you outside metaphorically, figuratively, and literally, you know, so it's, it's a beautiful thing. So, but we tend to to doubt these blessings, you know, when the people come and knock on the door, try to get us to come outside, and we consider our losses as permanent. And possibly, we possibly consider it punishment too when doo doo happens. You know, it happens all through our life. I could cuss because I'm really good at that, but that's not what we're going to do here. We're not going to ever cuss. I'm not going to ever cuss. Watch. We have to stay focused 
and keep our balance because losses can cause us to compare how others come through storms when we seemingly continue to suffer tremendous losses under even ideal conditions, you know? And I'm going to tell you this right now. I've completely gone off the subject of what I was prepared to talk about. So I believe this message is for you and me because this is not what I told myself I, I didn't, this is not where we're supposed to be going, where I thought we would be going. But you know what? I'm, I am I meditated on that and I asked the universe to put in my heart what I needed to talk about. So this is it. My heart leads me to believe you are listening to this podcast for a particular reason. And I'm glad we can vibe together because friends, sometimes it's the negative experiences that we go through that drive us to work very hard. To, to remain dedicated to good causes like taking good care of our families, friends, and ourselves. Example being, you know, when we have a clue of what gratitude means. You know, if we grew up poor, you know, but the prayers of our ancestors, grandparents and parents, you know, people like that. And after doing some really good work, we'll make it a priority to give back to the communities we were raised in, Right. When we were homeless before, you know, had to live on couches, but we come up, we're blessed with, you know, so many square feet. I'm focusing on 5,000 actually, you know, for the startup. We'll make it a priority because I've never had a home and I want my first one to be 5,000 square feet. We'll make it a priority to extend our homes to even, and even our finances to those less fortunate. And we do it cheerfully to boot, you know. And then most, that's not me, by the way. This is not me. Most, because of some kind of negative experiences in life, never want to experience it again. And they level up, you know. And those are the people that start, like, foundations and scholarships, you know. And they have better jobs. They have better relationships, healthier relationships, more advanced education. That's why I say that this is not me, you know. But these people have what seemingly look like very good lives, but they had negative experiences to get them there. They weren't going to go back. There's no way they were going to go back. So, you know, there's no limit to giving back based on compassion instead of profit. You know, when you want to when you want to give things back, for you know that paying forward that paying forward is not about a profit that paying forward is all about compassion and I promise that kind of come up you know profit may fill our pocket but it won't fulfill a purpose it won't fulfill our purpose so we'll end up spinning our wheels and keep bumping our heads and and gums too if you will and if we don't do things from a place of compassion and some goodwill Goodwill plus goodwill equals staying power. That's what it means. You do things out of the kindness of your heart. That's staying power. That doesn't fade away. That doesn't go anywhere. That becomes anchored. It becomes written in stone. This is what I believe. Not even God will let us do work for free. We get monetary blessings in most cases, but there is nothing, not even gold or the most precious gems and jewels that are more valuable than understanding and personal growth. There's nothing. The money doesn't even count without it. 
We've all heard about those stories of people having nothing their whole lives. When I say nothing, I'm not trying to sound condescending, but I mean compared to what they're getting. They could live in a, um, you know, just a regular, you know, um, brick home, three three bedrooms, two baths, pretty nice yard, and then they win the lottery. Suddenly they were poor, you know. Oh, I used to be poor, you know. And they win hundreds of millions of dollars. And then they go back broke, back to less than the three-bedroom home in five years. I promise you, there was no God in that loss. None. There was God in the game, though. But imagine that loss. How do you think they feel when they're digging in the couch for 50 cents to make it to a $7 job, $7 an hour job, on the bus after being a multimillionaire? It would take a pretty strong special person to understand that was a lesson. And with that loss, some understanding that they can get it back. Probably not the same way, you know, most likely not the same way. But um, because they didn't learn that lesson and that's a you, you can't get that thing twice. But. They should have learned some things while they had the opportunity to be in that millionaire status. They should have crossed paths and learned things and met people that if they they wouldn't have otherwise met. And if they had to come up again, they can go back and they wouldn't have to be defeated and look for 50 cents on the couch cushion and accept the loss. Because loss is not to be accepted by anybody. It's not. Loss is, is to be accepted as... Um, another chance. It could be considered as another chance. It should never be considered as a final chance. We don't have to be happy about that, but we should at least remain hopeful about it, you know? Now, look, if, if stuff sucks, if life sucks, it sucks. <laughs> but our responses do not have to suck either. I mean, there is no rule that says our reactions to not-so-ideal situations have to match the situation. It should clash, you know, like nobody's business. You know, like if you put on a purple polka dot shirt and some orange and green striped pants, you know, it should clash. It should match, you know. That's for sure. That's for sure. Do not let your reactions match. If it's a bad situation, let your reactions be completely different. They should be. We should never sit there and kick and scream and sit in the dirt and throw a tantrum like a two-year-old. We should never draw that like side-eye attention to ourselves by looking like we're out of control or crazy or wrong, you know. So a lot of times we put ourselves in a situation and we think we're trying to buck up and show our presence and we're literally just making ourselves look silly because a whole bunch of people doing the same thing. Sometimes you just got to stand out by not doing what everybody else is doing, period. You should always get right up and shake that dirt off and gracefully carry on. La la la. We should never pay attention to the negative opinions, especially the ones we think about ourselves. We can convince ourselves we are unable and unworthy. God makes us all able, y'all. He knows what he's doing. He makes us able for our life purpose. And that's what we should strive to do. We don't have to explode about anything, ever. Seriously. And 
brutal and honest should never be associated with each other either. Have you ever heard someone say that they were being brutally honest? Oh my gosh, I hope if you're one of those people that say that, I'm sorry. You know, I just have to say it's silly. Brutal and honest together? It doesn't even resonate with us when we break it down, so try not to say that, okay? We're sending some ugly energy out with that. And brutal is what we should never intentionally be. We can be brutal when we're not thinking about what we're saying. And we can always apologize for that. But just to intentionally be brutal, come on, that's got a bully, Mac bully. With those kinds of phrases send mixed messages to our soul, into people's soul, and that confuses our minds and it kills people on the inside every time. Do you think um that's just a blown up ego? You know that? But anyway, that takes me to this thought. As we go out of acting without thinking first. We begin to graduate to a level of compassion. And here we go. I can get back to what I was going to say. See, back on the subject. <laughs> See how that works? Because we choose better reactions with someone else's feelings in mind. Compassionate people are not folks who do for others what they feel they must do for themselves in order to heal and grow. No, that's wrong. Compassionate people feel they must support because they know that to support another person means it will help them heal and grow. But that person, that's the ticket. And unlike for, unforgiveness, or un, unlike forgiveness, which is to be felt for the sake of our own heart, compassion is to be felt for the sake of another person's heart. And I really believe the people who believe they don't need either one, you know, they need it the most. They need the most. Show them some compassion on purpose, but understand this. Compassion is impossible without forgiving ourselves first. Don't be going around slinging around no fake compassion. Looks crazy. Anything else is fake, fake, fake. We need to forgive ourselves for our mistakes, all of them, including thinking I got this when we didn't. Our pockets may have been right, but our heart and mind wasn't. Our mind and Heart might have been right, but our pockets weren't. Have you ever said, I, I could kick myself in the butt for that? You know, I have sh- stressed this and all the other podcasts, and I will continue on the podcast to come. And every day, and in everyday conversation, God has to be the center of our compassion for others and also ourselves or its gains. And I didn't say fun and games. Ain't a thing fun about it. In these tower moments, epiphanies and revelations, I'm learning sometimes asking God to move on our behalf may in fact put a mountain in front of us for a couple of reasons, y'all. That reason is so we can ask God to give us the courage, strength, and will to climb up and over it. We need his strength for that. We need divine intervention. We need divine strength for that. The reason is to block, another reason, is to block what's on the other side of, you know, what's coming over until we can be strong enough to fight that back. You see, climbing up the mountain is training. We have to push through pain and overextend ourselves to get to the top. And then when all those things, we see it coming, we're able to just, you know, run it over, you know, just run it right over with the strength. 
we found climbing. Oh man, I love it. This COVID unemployment, everything. We've actually had to, these mountains, we've had to stay home locked in the house. A mountain is we've had to actually face on what's going on in our homes and inside ourselves. We're having to get over this mountain and find victory on the other side. We've had to um, um, climb over the mountain of knowing that our children are actually paying attention to everything we do. You know, we have to realize our spouse, you know, or our loved one is hurting. We have to, there's a mountain. Oh, we got to climb it. We got to see these things and we need to conquer it and fix it, you know? So, you know, and because they realize that they're fixing it because they realize they've been hurting all along. You can't fix something if you don't know or if you don't face it. So, you know, this mountain, he gives us mountains in the way not to, not for a bad thing. It's all for good. It's all for good. It's just, it's teaching us something. You know, and he is the only way, only way to forgive ourselves, to be able to show others compassion, show ourselves compassion and climb up and over mountains that are in our way. You know, and when we can get to the good part, excuse the grammar, but real talk, and we all trying to get over a mountain to get to the good part, you know, well, you better There's no way of getting around it. It's better.